0: Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please, join your host, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word, and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains heavy adult language and is not appropriate for young children.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Animation Communications podcast with uh your yours truly Abby Rody. and then we got KP of course.
2: Hi, I'm here.
1: <laughs> we wouldn't have this we wouldn't have this podcast without her. Hello. <laughs> But um but uh today we have a uh, a very special guest and actually our first returning uh, returning guest. Uh we have Joe here to talk about a very special topic yeah. which we think will garner a lot of interesting discussion. We're leaving it pretty open form today, which I like because then it's pretty loose. That's very uh, dangerous I... with me
3: on.
2: <laughs> well, you know you know Joe, I don't think you know this, but as of this recording, your episode has is the most popular episode.
3: Well, of course it is. <laughs> what that's awesome <laughs> sorry sounded like a real jerk there wow that's awesome <laughs> very honored <laughs>
1: um hey, we like to have an in- in- intellectual conversation
3: <laughs> i enjoy yeah that. And you guys are really great to have intellectual conversations with
2: oh thank you i mean and then like we like no one really gets to understand our personalities that well if it's just a guess because it's just guest questions and then we can't make our stupid jokes and i can't say that's what she said because i'm restricted (laughs) by professionalism so now i can say it all i want banter
1: (laughs) let's start let's start the counter (laughs)
3: exactly yes we need more dated office jokes that is what makes a podcast
1: (laughs) but yeah so today i mean so basically our topic for today for our little open discussion is going to be should we or should we not meet our heroes and why we believe one or the other or where we find our little gray area uh, in between. Uh, so that means, you know, talking about meeting people you admire, meeting celebrities, meeting people, just people who you look up to or inspired by, uh, and maybe even some shared experiences of where you maybe met your hero or one of your heroes and sharing experience with that. Now, this isn't, you know, a fore- forewarning, this isn't a smear a podcast or anything like that this is just speaking from what experience and so this is just like you know talking about our you know our take and what our takeaway was from meeting people Um uh, this is you know and so we're you know we're being entirely respectful of everybody and so and plus i think maybe with some people we won't name names so i don't know
2: but <laughs> we'll see how this goes <laughs> I mean, most of it's gonna be story time with KP, so you know yeah, it'll be <laughs> so, good.
1: But but before that, we do have a uh, a couple little instances of news uh, for from the uh, entertainment slash animation realm. And you guys, you guys ready for this? No. Is it Splash Mountain?
0: <laughs> well, oh, yes. yes.
1: <laughs> you gotta put that salt <laughs> in the wound already. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so first of all, we got three little headlines. One. As many people on the internet have been uh, fighting about, clearly, um, and maybe have been crying about. Um, <laughs> I I gotta admit, the first ten minutes after getting the news, I kind of cried a little bit. Was yes, uh, Splash Mountain is going to be changing at both Disneyland and Disney World, and I'm thinking, because uh, I I feel like are are is Splash Mountain at other locations? I can't remember if it is. But if it is, I'm sure if if it's, I, I'm sure it'll be changed. I just know that Disneyland and Disney World, in particular, uh, the only two that I know of that have it, uh, are changing Splash Mountain over to a new uh, Princess and the Frog ride, which actually I am I am excited about because Princess and the Frog is one of my favorite movies hmm. and um, doesn't get enough love. Good move, Disney. Yeah.
2: Good move. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, it's like, we need to anti-racism this ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing is, is that the, 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 the short story in Song of the South, the animated segment, was the only part that was not problematic. And then you cut back to the live-action stuff, which nobody even remembers. I'm mean, And that's just being frank about it, and also being factual about it. There are just so many people that didn't even know about Song of the South until they looked into it after writing... Splash Mountain, honestly. I mean, it, and the main reason that Splash Mountain was even created was, well, there were two reasons. One, Disney needed a log flume ride. And two, Tony Baxter Tony Baxter was put to the task of basically rescuing the um, America Sings figurines. And if you know about America Sings, uh, whether you know about it or not, America Sings was a, a, celebra- a celebration. It was for the Bicentennial celebration of the founding of the united states basically of of our fourth of july celebration so it was to celebrate american music and how it's uh, grown and changed and how it came from the start to the modern day which at the time was the 70s and and uh and so the designs for the characters were done by mark davis who you, his name you may mention, he was a Disney, uh, he was a Disney anim, pretty much a Disney designer, animator, designer, and then he later went on to become uh, uh, an Imagineer. Uh, I, if I'm butchering his history, I am terribly sorry, but um, but his art style is what um, uh, basically created the look for, I mean, many Disney attractions, but also including America Sing. So his animal designs are what you saw in the attraction. Now, that's a the, another thing that he worked on was also this, um, basically it was this, uh, it was Song of the South's animated segments where he worked on the designs for the characters as well uh, for the short. And so they figured, oh, well, if we take the America Sings figurines and we put them to the animated segment from Song of the South and we make it, it you know, we se- separate it from the rest of the movie, make it its own attraction, you know, about a rabbit wanting to, You know, go and explore the world, then he gets in danger, and then he learns, you know, home is the best place to be. Then that's a cute, you know, innocent enough ride, and we can use all the animals that are anthropomorphic because they match the anthropomorphic style of Song of the South's animation. So, anyway, uh, ramble over. Uh, But that was, I mean, the purpose of the ride was really, like, to pretty much save those animatronics and to create a log flume ride, which ended up becoming one of the. Most popular rides at Disney, um even if people don't really know the origins of it until now
3: uh, you're welcome, America now you know
1: <laughs> yeah, and so uh, but it will be cool to see what they do i I, I truly believe that the, you know they're in good hands with the Princess and the Frog ride, uh, especially when it seems like so many people have been spouting all their different ideas on you know what they could see happening for the because they're not going to change the ride layout but they are going to change you know all obviously the content of the ride. Mm-hmm. It's saying okay, what's going to happen at the drop? What's going to happen at this and that? And oh, there's a lot of blank areas in Splash Mountain, you know, in the in the dark parts of the ride. So maybe fill that with some, you know, some new scenes from the from Princess and the Frog, which actually it's supposed to be a sequel of sorts to the movie. So the ride takes place after the events of the movie. So that'll be interesting. Yeah.
2: I guess they can't be too redundant because they already have the, the the Louisiana Bayou thing going on at Pirates of the Caribbean so I'm curious how they're going yeah. what they're going to do cuz you know that will be repetitive and they have like the the Blue Bayou which is a Louisiana themed restaurant so
1: Well the thing is it's almost like adding on an extension of new orleans square pretty
2: much i it's really cool. hope you like new orleans <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to travel to new orleans because we're going to get like a shit ton more of new orleans stuff <laughs> disneyland who wants to bet <laughs> that
3: they're we're going to get an announcement within like at least like the next six months that they're making a live action ad- live action remake of princess and the frog oh
2: god i mean so many have been announced at this point that i'm not sure how legitimate they are. Like, obviously, we know Mulan is done. They're just waiting for Corona to be over to release it. And then, you know, like, everything from Hercules to Atlantis to, like... But
3: here's the thing. They're making a, you know, a, a ride at Disney theme parks for this one. And so I bet you they're thinking, okay, you know, like, this is synergy. This is Disney thinking synergy. We can yeah, get this and fair. then make the live action and they'll just support each other. So I'll bet that that's going on right now because they also want to make sure they're getting a lot more, you know, black stories because, you know, just for all of the good reasons and all of the business reasons. So I'm, I'm betting and that the this, is is, the, this is the start of an we- announcement for that. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, 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 sorry. No, I, I was like, uh, didn't mean to cut in. Uh, I was just trying to go off the point because when you uh, brought up that they're trying to introduce more black stories. Well, I think what they're going to try and do is incorporate more new black stories. Right. Because it's, o- I mean, with Princess and the Frog, it's only 10 years old really by this Yeah, point. that's
2: what that's my thing is just like Princess and the Frog isn't that old, you know, I remember seeing it. So, <laughs> at the very least with Atlantis getting a, a live action
1: remake um which I mean, is I guess is still happening. We're, we're, we're keeping our eye on the news for that. Um is that at least that movie is old enough not only old enough to warrant a live action remake, but it's also because the movie didn't do well enough in theaters initially. And that it should get that redemption in theaters, even though it's not going to be an animation. The story that they told, it should be able to get that second life sure, yeah. on the big screen, especially if something that scale and
2: of with that amount of drama. And uh, yeah, it was edgy. It
1: was edgy, it was edgy and adult,
3: live action type. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's my big like gripe with like tre- like um Atlantis. Sorry, because you know people obviously compare Atlantis and Treasure Planet because those were the two like. Movies that were different from the norm that were a risk, and like Atlantis kind of worked out a little bit, and the Treasure Planet didn't because marketing and stuff we'll get into later. But um, you know, I I the the animation for Atlantis is great, obviously, but I feel like you know of the two, Atlantis didn't really need to be an animated movie. You know, like I could see it being a live action movie, and you know if the same kind of color palettes were used and stuff like that it'd be really neat you know you know it's like treasure planet is a harder to sell because it's not only is it more sci-fi um aspects and like anthropomorphic animals and stuff yeah. um but it's 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 also you know more fantasy and like right it, you can't really do it without doing a little star warsy stuff so um but yeah i i'm i'm down for atlantis i I know people that empathize with that one um, specifically, and now with the the, the rise of the, the nostalgic dollar, essentially, <laughs> where people are, I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't mind it. Like, I think we've talked about this before, but, like, I don't mind it, except please don't, like, like Space Jam stop. But everything else that is being remembered is, is good, good beans, so I don't have any complaints. I literally but, recorded
3: a podcast last week all about nostalgia. I don't know when it's going to come out, but. That's, uh, yeah, it's, the nostalgia train is very big right now.
1: Yeah. It's a powerful drug, too. Nostalgia always sells. If you, especially for, like, what I notice is that it's a, I call it the 30-year gap. Anything that, you know, (laughs) sorry, there is a, um, uh, there is a certain 30-year gap between what you were nostalgic for, mm-hmm. and it could be for a time you didn't even exist in. But it's like, okay, so like in the eighties, you seem to notice that there was almost a lot in music and in movies and television. There were almost like homages and tributes and everything to you know the media of the nineteen fifties. Sure, that's why you had you had like Back to the Future, and it w- and and then even like the tail end of the seventies, uh, putting kind of that sugary spin on what happened in the fifties. Uh, in Greece, so you sure. had that kind of like that gap. That's a very good point. To be nostalgic for a time like that, and then when you look at it now, uh, thirty years after the '80s, we're all nostalgic for the '80s and stuff. Why do you think Stranger Things is a popular thing? Why do you think, uh, you know, the Disney Afternoon block is is popular again? And now they're getting their a second life, you know, on uh in in reboots on Disney Channel. Yeah, and so it's so. Yeah, so I I like, I just noticed it's this trend of nostalgia. Although the 80s is
3: sticking around a lot longer than some because, you know, we're still able to say like, oh, it was like not so bad. Segregation wasn't around back then. It's kind of the farthest back we can go without being like (laughs) kind of embarrassed, even though there were things to be embarrassed about back then. So it's entertaining.
2: But we are really off
3: topic, aren't we? I
2: mean, like, I mean, Lauren, you can jump into the. In, in this question but like as an artist I think it's refreshing to know that you know like you have appreciate some of the stuff like that maybe is doesn't really see its day in, in its time and this is like a central theme with art history in general not specifically animation but mm-hmm. and then it gets rediscovered and it becomes like a new like you know Vincent Van Gogh wasn't famous until after he was dead you know he wasn't mm-hmm. really appreciated in his time there's a bunch of things these things so like You know, Lauren Lauren and I are the same way. Like, you know, we bleed for some of this animation stuff. And, like, you know, like it fills your soul essentially when, you know, someone new is just like, oh my God, like I watch or I listen to your thing and I watch this movie that I wouldn't have watched. And, oh my God, it's my favorite thing ever. And I'm just like, bless. So, you (laughs) know, I think, I think if, like, if I could leave, like, one of the things I want to leave on this earth is just kind of saving some of the stuff that, I love um for and having people rediscover it in a way that is changes the the um how do I phrase this? Kind of like the history of of, you know, it's it being remembered essentially. So kind of like Fantasia in a way, like Fantasia didn't do too well when it came out and now it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if I see one more sorcerer Mickey something, I swear to God. <laughs> so <laughs> you know like because like some of this stuff is our core inspirations for you know doing this and being not, i mean not just on the podcast but just like continuing doing art and continuing doing our own projects like even the main channel is very fandom driven post post pony and so you know like things like that are nice so i i hope to see the day where like that live-action Treasure Planet gets confirmed because there's, I, like, <laughs> I've seen reports, but it's iffy, and, like, like, we just said, everything is coming out now, so I don't know. I'm not trusting it right now, but, like, that does well, and everyone's just like, oh, my God, I remember when this movie came out, and it was the shit, and now, you know, I get to watch it again and give it a second chance, and then it makes a billion dollars, and then I'm just like, we did it. We saved it. We, we saved America. We, we... <laughs> and, <laughs> end scene.
3: You are very ambitious. But we already knew that. We're going to talk about that in our meat segment today. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> but oh, yeah, okay, um, go ahead, Lauren.
1: I was going to say uh, real quick the uh, the other little um, the other little headline I have is that uh, I should say this to all of our followers who are in the furry fandom: rejoice! <laughs> B- BNA, brand new animal, uh, the English dub finally surfaced on Netflix over the past few days. <laughs>
2: That's a that's animation news.
1: Yeah, it's an anime.
2: Oh, it's an anime. Okay, I thought you were like announcing a new animal and you're just like look what I found in National <laughs> new Geographic, BNA and I'm just brand... like,
1: no, BNA is is, is, is the uh, abbreviation of brand new animal. So it's called the oh. anime is called BNA, and if you guys don't know about it in the audience here, um, it's first of all it it went viral and and became popular even before the English dub surfaced. So, it's been anticipated by English audiences, basically. Uh, it's a story... Of, basically, in this world, there's there are these creatures called Beastkin who are anthropomorphic animals that can also disguise themselves as people, pretty much. So, they're like animals and... They're animal creatures, anthropomorphic animal creatures that live in hiding and have for, like, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of years. Um, And this one girl, one day... Uh, wakes up as this uh, Tanuki, which if you don't know, it's a raccoon dog. It's It, it basically looks like, yeah, it looks like a raccoon. Um, but she wakes up as a Tanuki beastkin, and she ends up going into the city and finds another Beeskin, uh, who is a wolf. And uh, they basically have to go out and figure out why she turned into this, because people don't just turn into Beeskin overnight. It's not a thing that just happens. Everyone knows so, that. Uh, so there's a whole mystery to the to the show and that's as much as I'll leave. So
3: <laughs> Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I was completely ignorant about this, so I'm glad you gave me the little rundown. <laughs> so it's on Netflix now. Yeah. So it just came out. Just came out on Netflix. Can't wait to not watch it.
2: <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this podcast and then forget that you know <laughs> we tell you guys things to do. Um, speaking of telling you guys, because we talked about
1: because we talked about Splash Mountain, that's the more important headline, apparently. <laughs> yes.
3: I never, I, I barely for, remembered Splash Mountain before. Like the news came out, it was being changed too. So, like, I'm just out of animation <laughs> in news in general at this point.
2: I mean, that was like that was also like 20 years coming. Like, right. let's face it, you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, very cool. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of uh, fan stuff, we're actually getting, like, one fan art, one whole fan art. So um, we're still in the relatively baby stages of this podcast's runtime in general. I think this is our 20th episode. Yay, so we got to 20 or something. So... You know, but still in the in the realm of podcasts and the realm of stuff we want to talk about. You know, we'll probably I don't know how. You know, we're we're still starting out. We're still scratching the surface, doing the basic stuff. So you know, um, especially too, like we do bumpers on the main channel. If you do fan art for us, like please do fan art. Like it 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 can it cannot be good. And I will love you anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we see we see the art. So just you know, hashtag it. Tag us, you know we'll we'll see it. And Feed so, our narcissism it, because we love that stuff.
2: <laughs> Do you want to talk about the art that we got, Lauren?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. So to condense it, and also I don't know if in the in the YouTube version of this we can just like slap this on the screen. <laughs> Editors get on it. Um, is uh, okay. So as of the recording of this, a, a, a few nights ago, uh, KP was watching uh, an extremely goofy movie. Uh, and she posted a picture. Uh, Editor slap us on the screen if you're if you're doing it for the video, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> the screenshot from from Extremely Goofy movie of, of Goofy being grabbed by Bradley uppercross the third. Which I'm sure y'all have seen be memed out from the movie because of his crazy faces. Yes, that's that's such a stupid name. I hate it. <laughs> that's the
2: point. I know it's the point, but it's so like when I heard stereotype. it, I was just like, "Ugh, can't you try a little bit harder?" <laughs> yeah, he's
1: a, he's the stereotype of the you know the the frat boy you know snobby rich kid kind of like just. Yeah, that kind of character from, like, you know, high, high school 80s movies. But anyway. <laughs> um, but the, uh, or not high school 80s movies, I should say uh, college 80s movies. I'm sorry. There are no frats. And <laughs> I was just thinking, does There's that mean no he's going to
3: murder the protagonist?
2: There's also no college X Games. I had to Google it. Huh? <laughs> I was just thinking. There's, there, so the, 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 I mean, we're getting a little off track, but <laughs> yeah. the plot of the movie takes a, Place around this event called the College X Games. The, the, well, I mean, the, which isn't a thing. Well,
1: the the X Games are in fact a thing, but the, I know, them but them the College X, the X Games are not a thing. <laughs> That's my
2: point. No.
1: Yeah, they were doing it. I know they were doing it to really just cross promote the fact that ABC has ESPN under their um, under their umbrella, <laughs> and so they're like, let's just promote our ESPN X Games kind of deal. Because um, who? Why else would they flaunt it? Right? And have it be a literal plot point in the movie. But anyway, um, so she posted this screenshot of of Bradley and Goofy. And I, I, I in turn, uh, you know, cropped their faces out and said, here's icons for you and your friend. <laughs> and, and basically, one thing led to another. We're throwing puns back at each other uh, about the movie. And then before we knew it, uh, our friend Brogar Arts on Twitter. Uh, his name is Gus, by the way. Give him giving him a shout out. He is awesome. He loves to make art for us uh, every night. Give now us and then, more fan art, Gus. In particular, it fills my soul. But, now, but yeah, <laughs> but now in particular, we have art. That is re- relevant to the podcast because before I knew it, I w- had a goof Sona, and she and had a goof Sona, and she and he drew this picture, and and so this is our first, I guess, it's kind of sort of official yes. fan art, I guess. Oh my god! For the podcast, I mean, we got because- the he
2: he did the Beatles one, the- did the-, the the Beetlejuice one.
1: Yeah, that's true. He did do the Beetlejuice one. That is how you know it. Um, you you I mean, made the it. first one that's re- relevant to something we're actually talking about on the podcast that's like like what we're like you know when we were talking about reviews and stuff recently. So, mm-hmm. other than the running joke of me loving Beetlejuice a little too much. <laughs> that is how you know you yeah. made
3: it when you have a goof persona. Eventually, when you have a goof sona, <laughs> You, you, eventually you're gonna have to line up like your pony sona and your goof sona you're gonna have to create like an Avengers team of all your personas
2: so. <laughs> when I was at when, one of the years I was at Brodycon someone did kangaroo versions of all the like the pony youtubers <laughs> and I got a keychain of of my pony like a blue kangaroo with the cutie mark on the shirt and I like have it on my on my um my money bag for conventions and I just think it's funny and it's random and I'm just like Okay, I can cross that off the list. I got a kangaroo. Me.
3: <laughs> yep. The thing you didn't know you needed or wanted, and still don't. But it's-
2: shout out to you, kangaroo guy.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing.
1: But yeah. Anyway, that, that I guess ends our our new segment. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, we wanted to give it finally uh, just a shout out to Gus. You're awesome. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it, even if you if you have no talent, then you can still write. Like I was sneaking around, and on iTunes, someone gave us a, a five star re- review with like words attached to it. And he was just are like, you serious? Yeah, it was like a little blurb that like said like, oh, I'm a professional, and this is like the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, yay! <laughs> like we have like 3 five-star ratings on iTunes and I got to oh, figure nice. out how iTunes works, but like you go <laughs> you go one person. Thank you. you do Thank
1: it. you to that one person. You're our, you you are the real MVP. <laughs> You're
2: <Yeah. laughs> the real MVP. So, um but anyway, okay. So this is going to be the majority this episode is going to be in the majority of me talking with Joe talking a little bit and then Lauren like giving her like thing about how people aren't scary but um, <laughs> essentially in this whole um, as I mean not coronavirus version essentially we have a lot more access to people we admire showrunners voice actors specifically for animation sometimes just regular actors that are you know going to conventions and you know they'll get your picture and your autograph and you can touch their face except you know Don't security might topple you but you can try <laughs> um but you know like and with social media we have access to creators um more intimate access to creators than you know ever before and we've talked about this a little bit on um on Chris Sonnenberg's, um there we go i got the, i got the the name ep- um, episode where mm-hmm. you know how much of a positive that is um but i guess the the catch 22 essentially of of that whole dynamic is specifically networking with people that you admire, because there is, you know, a potential, like, not need, but attention, like, you might have opportunities to do things, you know, at conventions or that you normally would at ha- you wouldn't have. Like, I got, I mean, I hope it's still happening, If I assume it's still happening, but one of my conventions that I was announced for that got cancelled because of COVID had a panel that what I was doing with someone like someone new that I was like over the moon with and they were just like, Lauren, I can't believe they're letting me do this. So when that is back on, hopefully everything will be back on that I can tell you what that is. But I was just like oh. I thought I was the like the top cheese, yo. <laughs> I was gonna have my parents fly in, like the whole thing. Anyway, but um from my experience and for people who don't know my brand, I guess, or haven't watched my videos at all or are new to the whole KP community in general, I am um, going to tell you the long, unabridged version of me dealing with Star Trek actor John Delancey and uh, going to conventions and trying to network with him and just kind of the general mindset that um, sometimes actors um, have when, they are, when they're at these things, essentially, because it it varies and like one of the th- one of the things i fear as you know becoming not more affluent but you know having having more industry talent like on the podcast on the main youtube channel is that i'm afraid i'm going to piss someone off and then they're going to be mad at me and then i'm just like oh my god i love that person mm-hmm. but now they're personally mad at me because i did something stupid like they're, like you know i'm very blunt as a person so i will do things that either people will think, like, it's the coolest thing ever or they'll be like, who is this girl and why won't she shut up? So, <laughs> like, one of the things I do at conventions, for instance, is I yell at people, hey, do you want to buy some shit? And, like, 70% of the time, um, they're just like, that's <laughs> the best sale p- sales pitch ever. I'm going to come see your shit. And, like, so I have to, like, the majority of when I'm doing cons, I'm doing commissions. So, like, that is, like, a personalized thing. Most people who see me at conventions are not going to buy my pre-made stuff based on my horse OC because they have no context for that. I mean, sometimes they do, but other times they're just like, "I, I-, I have to be like, it's me, but as a My Little Pony," and they're like, "What? How old are you?" <laughs> <laughs> so that is, um, that is my life. But I can, I, I understand that that can isolate a lot of people. Um, and you know if. For anyone who cares, just tell me and I will that it bothers you personally. Like, I don't mind. I just need to know because then I don't feel as bad. But anyway, um, but that approach works and it doesn't work. But beginning my YouTube career. Um, oh, my God, this is going to be a long podcast. Okay. Beginning my YouTube career. Um, so I got into the YouTube scene talking about <laughs> My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which is, has a huge cult following if you're new. There's documentaries about it. If you're new, go watch those and then come back. Um, <laughs> but essentially, it's like any other fandom where, you know, people are making art, people are making characters. It's not creepy for the most part. I mean, there's always a subset of c- creepy people in any fandom. All
3: fandoms are creepy a little bit.
2: Yeah, but for the most part, people just are genuine about the lore and they like the characters or right. whatever. So, um, so. Um, when I was getting into the the fandom, so, like, 2013-ish, so, like, as someone who generally really likes animation, and I was, like, from the outside looking in, I was just like, what are these bronies? Like, I like bronies because, um, one of my th- big things is liking any kind of medium, you know, for what it is and not just the labels. Don't judge a book by its cover. So I thought it was really neat that these, like, military men were like, my little pony is the shit. And I was just like, you go, girl. <laughs> so I didn't really start getting into it until um, Discord, which was a villain on the show, he's made up of all different kinds of animals, and was turned good, and that made my brain go like that made my brain go crazy. I remember waiting up for the, that episode and just like not sleeping, and like that's all I could think about. And I was just like, man, if they do this, I'm brony for life. And now here I am, brony. I bronied for what six years or mm. something. I still brony part-time, if conventions have me. <laughs> um, in the midst of that, like, I think a week before that episode got released, um, so John Delancey, so is the voice actor for Discord, and Discord was originally conceived to be like Hugh, Hugh from Star Trek The Next Generation. They actually got him to do the voice. He didn't remember... <laughs> um, and then he got flooded by fan mail and he's just like what and then he goes to a convention and people are like genuine about it and he's like oh look at these kids they just want to like their ponies I support that so then he so then Fox News bullies the, the bronies and then he gets mad so he's like I'm gonna make this Brony documentary with my friend Michael Brockoff, who um I've never met before, but I know he exists somewhere out there. (laughs) One time he sent me an email like a couple of years ago. That's a great start to a friendship. (laughs) So anyway, so they made a documentary, and then um they it got a lot of money. It made like five hundred thousand, so half a million dollars on Kickstarter. I think it's like the third largest successful Kickstarter like ever. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. So um but. They didn't really understand that the market for the Brony movie were, were the people that were already paying for it, and they were expecting people were going to make money off the DVD sales um, after releasing the product, and that didn't happen. <laughs> and so everyone who was working on the project didn't make a profit on it, and I think Brockoff had to get, like, three different jobs. John was really mad. I don't know, I wasn't there. These are just things I, I've heard from other people. Anyway, so I was just like, poor poor Discord John DeLancey, like he got me in this community and now we're making cool things. I'm gonna make a thing for you. So I spend um a long time making this big video called Let's Go Meet John DeLancey and it's twenty minutes long and has an animated segment animated segment at the beginning and that was really my first time Woo. dealing with actual animation. Um, and it was, it was a dumpster fire because that was my first really big project, (laughs) but it got done, damn it. Um, Joe, do you want to jump in and talk about, like, your, your introduction to this?
3: Oh, I'm sorry, what? Why
2: don't you talk about your introduction to this, (laughs) where I was (laughs) just like, there's this guy, Joe.
3: Yes. Yeah, no, so I got, you know, I mean, I was introduced to you, you know, uh, my freshman year at college in New York City, and. You know, then we started corresponding and I knew you and, you know, I was doing some YouTube stuff and you were doing YouTube stuff. You were doing much bigger, much more professional YouTube stuff than I was doing. But I knew about the, you know, My Little Pony uh, show and I, I watched some of it. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, you know, again, like it's, it's at its best. It's what, uh, you know, animation for kids and, and you know, that sort of should be, you know, doing metaphors about real life in you know, the fantasy realm. So anyway, I was, I thought it was cool what you were doing, and you know it was really fun. Sort of turn it took once you started talking to me about there's John Delancey, and he did this whole thing for the Brony community, but then it turned out bad. And so I want to do this big thing. That's a big thank you. And of course it sounded like you because you're always ridiculously ambitious with whatever project you're working on, and you know, and and you kind of have that attitude where it's like, hey, you know, I. I, you know, I'm too young to know that certain things can't be done, so I'll do them, is the quote from the, the, uh, movie Amazing Grace, but, um, and so, but I hadn't, like, again, I didn't watch Star Trek, you know, that much, my mom was a, did watch Next Generation a lot, but I didn't, you know, really know about the stuff, so anyway, you were saying, hey, like, let's, let's do a YouTube crossover between our shows, and do something, you know, talk about John Delancey, and so we did that, and then, you know, you talked about, and this project, but you were talking about John Delancey, I and mean, it sounded, great. And I thought it sounded wonderful that you were doing that. And I just, you know, got to like, listen to you sort of, you know, over time, just talk about like, you know, this such this long project that just was taking ages and ages to um, come together. Uh, and, and, you know, watching you struggle with, struggle with, you know, trying to lead, a, you know, a whole bunch of artists and animators and, and, and on this, you know, your big mammoth effort. And like, look, look, you know, like I've done short films and stuff. And like, you know, your pro- first project is always, you know, first project, or at least for my case, my second project was, you know, was hell, and like that's that's sort of the way it works. But you know, I just got to see that and it be introduced to that whole world of animation, you know, through you and and um, and also just sort of like you know, you talking about John Delancey and how cool he was, how important he was, and like this part of me that's like, I you know, if you're gonna pick a hero, I don't know exactly why you would pick John Delancey, I mean, he's awesome, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but he is, like, not the obvious choice, you know, the, the <laughs> obscure, really good, but obscure Star Trek actor now turned, you know, crony actor, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, like, who is she gonna be admired? Someone like Lauren Faust, you know, who, which you do, but like, you know, it's like, oh, John Delancey, okay, odd pick, but still, like, you know, that's, that's KP, and like, and uh, take a
2: shot every time we say John Delancey <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> he's, 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 no,
3: but, but, but please don't.
2: Well and, no and, and you know, and JDR or, or,
3: or something. Exactly. Yeah, we'll just you know exactly. You'll you'll get drunk. You will you will die if you take a shot every time we talk about Jen say his name in this podcast. Um but um so yeah, and and you know, just I got to sort of watch you uh as as you did this project and tried to give it as a gift for him and then that was the thing about it is you know obviously you're working on this project and it's uh, for you and your ambitions but also like one of the biggest things was really it was like trying to give this to him and show him your appreciation of the fandom and that was a really wonderful thing
2: okay <laughs> so we good. made that and it was a and it was hot shit essentially um for the most <laughs> part you know it got like 200,000 like or it got like 30,000 views in the first day like I promoted it on all the horse websites for the horse things yeah. and like I was relatively like unknown at this point and so yep. pe- like this kind of hit people from like who is this girl and why is she singing badly in this v- animation video <laughs> so like you know like there was a song in the documentary and I wrote a song mirroring that um, which I sung and, it, and I, I remember that was that was not fun because I'm not a natural actor Especially not a natural singer, so it took like that was like a four-hour recording session to get the fucking song right. Not even an unnatural right. actor, Rachel. Let's be honest. Yeah. So anyway, I did the song. I don't remember any of the song, whatever. But anyway, I got <laughs> the thing done, and um, I assumed with social media that this would be like a sign, seal, delivered thing. You know, people would be like, you know, oh, oh, did you see this thing, John Delancey? This this girl did this thing, and it's neat, and you should see it, yo. So, um, but that didn't Never happen. <laughs> yeah. That that didn't happen, um, <laughs> yeah. especially not on my my time my timetable. <laughs> yeah. So
3: you were so disappointed. Like I was
2: so mad. Yeah, I didn't remember. Like, him
3: wanted him to see it. Wanted to appreciate it. It's all I wanted. I wanted Senpai <laughs> to notice not me.
2: Essentially. Yep. And then, like all like I had a contact in line to send it to him. And read the email all the way. So I'm just like, well, shit, man, what am I supposed to do now? But then I was like, oh, he's doing convention appearances. So, like, maybe I guess worst case is someone can, like, throw it at him. So this was all, again, akin to him not being very active on social media, which um, he still really isn't active on social media because he doesn't really get it. But I'll get to that more in a second. So, anyway, Honestly, so fast forward, like, a year. John is announced for his first PonyCon post Brony documentary, so you know, you know that's that's good. And I was just like, oh my god, I have to do this. I have to go there, and I have to like, throw like I have to throw things, you know. Essentially, this was Everfree Northwest. I love them. Um, I hope, I I hope I get to do them in 2021 because they're just like good people. It's like one of the only PonyCons I'll still do. And I was just like, hey, Everfree, it's me, KP. Um, can I, can I come to your con? And they're just like, sure. And then they said, there's this form here for, for people to fill out if they want to see you. Um, and I'm like, okay. And so I stared around and then they were like, KP, like two thirds of these are for you. What did you do? And I'm like, I guess people want me to do this thing, man. (laughs) So, you know, um, everyone was just like cheering me on and like KP and John DeLancey of a con of about 3000 people. This like ended up being the highlight of the con for people, which I didn't really realize at the time. But like, as the weekend went on, I was just like, oh, shit,
3: I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to I want to make make sure that people understand this, because like from my perspective as a friend, but also like what's going on in the fan community, because in the fan community is building... Is there
2: something, like, banging in the background?
3: There is fireworks. People are doing illegal fireworks. What? <laughs> in,
2: in New York. Why, people? Why? <laughs> so, yes. I was like, is someone trying to break down your door?
3: You know, it's just New York City... <laughs> this is the brownie
2: police. You can't say anything bad about brownies.
3: FBI, open up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. No, but, like, um, the thing is, people don't understand. You know, this in the fan community, this anticipation for like KP getting to meet John Delancey was reaching a fever pitch because, like, this is like over (laughs) months that this is happening where she's trying Mm -hmm. to get John to be able to see this and, like, she's developing a fan base and John obviously has a fan base and so people are are rooting for this and they're talking about this and it becomes like this sort of superman meets batman thing like they want them to meet <laughs> and they want you know and they want kp to be able to show it to him and like you know i as a friend i'm kind of like hearing like hearing like getting like calls like every week from kp being like like i, I just gotta show this to him and it's like it got you know like this has got to happen and maybe this time it'll work and maybe that time it'll work and it's becoming like this like sports event just to, to to see if this is going to happen and it's like you know again part of me is like man she picked a weird person to be her hero like she's a weird person but like this is something like i'm invested in now so yeah so like <laughs> leading up to this like just so people realize the level of anticipation for this uh to happen going into like a convention where it like might happen something might happen okay go ahead
2: yeah, it was Lauren? You were? Did you fandom? Like, were you like in the sidelines for any of this? Out of curiosity.
1: Yeah, I wasn't heavily involved, but I definitely was seeing everything as it was coming, <laughs> coming to a head. So I was the person on the sidelines watching the fire build to a crescendo. <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: okay, so to continue, like the story's only like maybe like thirty percent done, like forty percent done at this point. <laughs> so okay. This is over, like, this is condensing several years of, um, you know, Senpai noticing me, essentially. Okay, (laughs) so I go to the con. Um, I meet him for, like, the first time, like, the first time, I think the Friday night, like, when he has a panel. And, um, you know, like, I was there early um, because we were doing press for the event, um, and it was, like, it was really weird because, like, you know i've i've watched i had to watch a lot of footage of him doing panels you know just to get a lot, a lot of the different footage so seeing him like walk in with his agent like in person was like weird like it was weird i couldn't move you know and he was talking to um jenny Nicholson and her friend um griffin uh, they were they were horse people back in the day too and they were doing a horse event um and i was kind of mad i wanted to do, i wanted to do a horse event but i you know we'll get to that in a sec so anyway, um, and I was just kind of observing, and, like, everyone was, like, watching me. Like, it was, you know. And then, so, after that, like, the con head introduces me, and I was just like, hey, I made that video. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, like, I could tell. And I'm like, well, I guess we know that. So, um, but he didn't really get that the video was kind of the highlight, and he still really didn't get it for that whole con. But anyway. So, cut to Saturday. He's got his huge panel with like everyone there. I'm in line. I get, a, I have this stupid shirt that says Space Pirate Adventures Go uh, <laughs> with with my pony and his pony. I think I bought Joe one too. You did? I, I still have it. Yeah. So, um, nobody, you know, them, because none of my
3: friends know what the heck is going on in there,
2: but I still have it. It's fine. You don't have to tell them. Just be like, it's a, it's a code. So, anyway, <laughs> um, so and the the joke with that is just like I wanna be best friends and go to spa on space Pirate adventures and you know so like my friend um my friend Nick who was on the Brony documentary told like had told me stories about like, oh, you know, I've been to John's house and like I do like, you know, I went to barbecuing on fourth of July and like one time I house sit and, you know, had my friends over and we played with this dog and I'm like, I wanna play with his dog. So I just assumed, like, once he like understand that, like, the, this this gesture essentially, he'd be like, "Oh, this this KP girl is kind of the shit." Like, I'll if she's in LA, sure, I'll I'll hang out with her or whatever, you know, like what 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 a normal person I assume would do, you know, like as long as I kept my boundaries, which I really, tr- which I re- still really try, keep your boundaries, don't touch people's faces. Anyway, um, unless they ask so, you, too. and
3: sometimes not even yeah.
2: That. M- Feel, epic feel. So, um, so his big panel, I'm in line about 10 minutes in the panel. So, like, really early, relatively early in the panel, these, like, two, like, 10 year olds or, like, 11 year olds or something, children, um, they go up to, and they're like, do you know who I love Kim Possible a lot is? And, like, then the crowd starts reacting. And he's just, he has no idea what's going on. So he's just <laughs> mimicking the crowd. And then, um, and I'm like, hey, I'm here. Yay. So um, then they let me cut the line. And they were like, hey, I made a video for you. You should watch it. But I have this stupid shirt. Do you want it? And he's like, cool. And then I got to run up. And like, it was like one of the best moments ever. And I'm like, here's my stupid shirt. <laughs> and then he like pl- plays around with it. And he's like, oh, you guys don't want to see this. And then he's just like, space pirate adventures. And he laughs and like stuff. So anyway, that was neat. Um, so like, and I was told like, oh my God, they were clapping for you as much as they were clapping for him. And I'm just like, so much power. Um, (laughs) anyway, so day three, um, so, so the end of day two, um, was the dinner fancy, the fancy dinner thingy. Um, and if you haven't seen the video, there's a scene, there's a scene where, um, he, 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 he messes with people a lot of the time, so, like, when he was first starting to get into this, someone gave him a drawing of Discord as character, and one of the things looked phallic, so he messed with the guy, and then he signed the phallicness, and then that, be- that story became a meme. <laughs> so I guess this guy at the dinner prints all of these things for people to remember for the dinner, and they have, like, a big, big fucking pool noodle, like... To, that that they give him and they're just like, "Okay, Pete, do you want to say something?" and I'm just like, "Oh. Okay, I guess I can give like a like a spiel to to somewhat buzz John DeLancey as he's like not paying attention. John also drinks like heavily at cons, which is which, you know, <laughs> I I've, I've never seen I never seen him drunk, but that is one of the things I would love to see one day, we are you know, cuz that just tea. sounds like the <laughs> funnest shit ever. So um but anyway, legend legend has it that he he gets wasted at cons sometimes. Um and I was just like, uh, okay, well, thanks for doing a good job with Discord and being neat, yo. And he's like, it's 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 cool. Um, this part, this was this is what we use for the end of the final pony episode review. Like that bit is that this is the dinner scene essentially. So if you want to look it up, there it is. And then we give him the The pool noodle and then he's just like yo big dick joke and i'm just like (laughs) lol also big dick joke and then everyone laughs and then that's that's end scene so um and then he (laughs) borrows my sharpie and signs all the ones and then i get to go home after that so day three this was the interview and he was really cranky and i remember i remember his agent was just like oh my god i need coffee he's so cranky Three. So in the interview, um, in the main interview, you can probably see a little bit of crankiness and like how nervous I was because like there's 10 people in the room and I have to kind of try to improve his mood and also pitch this video to him and like, you know, and he's just like, you know, I have to, I have to have dead eye contact with him for like 10 minutes and it's scary. <laughs> It was, like, <laughs> what, I, what I describe it as, is, as um, is this that great Gabsby quote, like, you know, with the, the monocle guy, the monocle billboard guy, and, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, the eyes of God. Like, that's what it felt yeah. like, you know, because I was just, like, you know, I've watched so many stuff, and it was just, like, oh, God, I'm going to mess this up. So I was so nervous. Like, I was shaking, you know. But, you know, he, he ended up improving his mood. And we gave him like little goodie bag, and it was neat. And, you know, um, you can
3: tell the difference in the interview. like when it starts, like how like not having any of it he is, and how nervous you are um and and then how af- as it goes on, like he gets loosens up, and so you feel better. and it becomes just like much more of a friendly interview,
2: yeah. But it was, it was like the scariest, that was like the scariest thing ever. So I remember I, I, after the interview, I went in like the courtyard of the hotel and I just fucking cried. So it's just like, he's <laughs> <laughs> scary. So, and he's also like tall too. He's like six, four, six, five. Oh gosh. Yeah. So he's like, I'm up to his shoulders if that. So like, he's, he's a big, he's a big, tall man. And also, backtracking a little bit, um, so in the first, the other thing that I noticed is his agent was very um, conscious about making sure he was comfortable. And the story I heard in the green room after this interview that Jenny was telling is essentially that they were going to do a a cold read of a script. And um, if you're not familiar with what Jenny used to do in the pony thing, um, essentially it's... it's, um, It was very off-brand humor, but it was it was good. Like, is that Lauren? Is that how you describe friendship as witchcraft? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, but if you don't have any context for it, then it's like, what is this? Like, I don't understand this. I'm old, you know. So that was like, and John has very very bad dyslexia, so all of those things, like, he didn't get the script in good enough advance. Like, he he was like freaking out a little bit. So they ended up scrapping that. John found this old speechy thing that he wrote when he was like in his twenties, and um, he t- like and I've 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 since heard it several times. I always go to the this poetry thingy that he does, but he um, but he reads that, and I was just like, he is a grown man. I'm not gonna treat him like like my my Discord baboo. you know. He is he is a good bean, and then um, he like it like the the thing talked about, like, or brushes on the relationship with his parents, which I, which I assume wasn't good, and he starts tearing up, and like, I'm just like, well, oh, like, I want to hug you, but I can't, because oh, you don't oh. know me. It's <laughs> 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 just like, poor senpai. So that's why um, I figured the agent was like still very protective and making sure that he was comfortable with whatever he was doing at con, so that's why John usually just does q and a panels and then like he sits there with the cast of people anyway, so that was the first experience, and then leading up like i mean eventually, so I gave him the flash drive of the video, he forgot about it, I was very <laughs> mad <laughs> like he like you know I was just like he put it in his pocket and then he forgot about it, so I just have it you know, I don't know what happened, so um, but I realized a lot of it was like actors don't want to see themselves, so it's like a 20 minute video about me. Ew, <laughs> but I'm just like, suck it up! You know how long it took me to make that? It's good, like, you know, it's gonna cost you 20 minutes. Like, you do it. Um, but essentially, um, you know, at like, so the next Pony Connie went to was like a couple months later, and I, w- I made a point on the internet to be like, hey, guys, tell him to watch this video because he hasn't watched it yet, and this is just kind of getting ridiculous. So people who were going to see him would ask him, and, like, you know, they'd, they they had shirts, and they'd get autographs, and they'd be like, have you seen that video? And he's just like, you know... So someone asked that as main panel, someone asked him, like, you know, like, I imagine he got it over and over again in line, and then, like, so <laughs> I, I heard when people would tell me he's just... he. He's like KP. He just said people keep on asking me about that. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> ah. So um, I, I just
3: want to interject. Um, yeah. Like as as this is all going on again, I'm getting real time updates on this. You know, like you know, I'm like again, I'm in New York. You know, I'm 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 a, many miles away, but I'm getting messages about like like it's not working. He's not watching it. What can I do next? And like you know, and and KP is is you know is. You know, reaching out to her minions now, her minions on the internet. You know, to <laughs> to to be her her envoys. This is incredibly clever, like leveraging her fame to get her. You know, did you do you have a name for your fans? By the way, like you know, um, you,
2: I do now. They're called communicators. Okay,
3: okay. So, <laughs> but, but that that's
2: relatively new. So okay, you so know, I didn't that, have a name back
3: then. You know, they wouldn't have been called that. But your communicators to get to to you know to. Uh, get uh, John at panels and to, to send your messages, and um, you know. But like, there was always and and these there would be strategy after strategy like this. And again, it was like watching like a TV show, you know, getting these updates on what was happening. Now. It's the odd couple. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Why? Well, John, notice me. <laughs>
2: There's certain. I, aspects got, of- I I gotta be in his face harder. So it's, like, yeah. you know. A- after much like I was just I just figured like oh, he's old, like I just got to keep on like right. like beating his face, and <laughs> then eventually maybe he'll get it so like something that happened at Burning Con is like um one of the um the guys doing the rides who was Scott, who was on the podcast for fan conventions a little bit ago if you ca- in case you want to hear Scott Scott's the MPV so I think I said somewhere that you know I had a web. Like, I couldn't afford a webcam because I was in college or something. Um, A good webcam. So he spends the money and he buys me, like, a $70 webcam. And he's just like, you know what would be better? So, like, he's driving John around, I guess, to get food and stuff like that. And he pitches, like, hey, can you give KP this webcam? Because, like, I could give it to her and she'd like it. But if you gave it to her, (laughs) she'd really like it. (laughs) Essentially you know, and I had no idea about this and, and, but he had, she, Scott had to be like, Oh, it was the girl from the panel. And he's like, Oh, okay. You know, like, so it's starting to like mesh a little bit. He started, Um,
4: you.
2: (laughs) you know, so, um, so at the press press panel, which is a fancy little, like special panel for like people that are, you know, in the media or we're doing, you know, media stuff. So I, I had a press badge and we, we like got footage of that. And so like, when we're leaving, John's like, oh, like, he didn't remember my name, but he keeps on pointing at me. He's like, oh, this is for you. And I'm like, what? He's just like, oh, this is a gift. Someone gave it to you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And then I was in a good mood for the rest of the con. That,
3: that makes sense.
2: And it was really, it was it was neat. So, like, you know, cut to next con. Like, he he recognizes me and he, like, Makes funny faces at me, and then I make funny faces at him, and then someone says, "Oh, he noticed you." And then I'm like, "Yeah, he's starting to get better at that." Was my (laughs) joke. Um. So you know. So that that basically continues, and then, but I'm like, okay, well, this is not really going anywhere. This is just kind of like an acquaintanceship thing, you know. Like I want, I want, I want L.A. mentor, senpai Delancey. You know, not just like. Oh, I can make funny faces at you, child. This a, this so, um, uh,
3: just before you go on, I want to add to this. Uh-huh. Like, there, there's a certain point at which this sort of like this thing evolved. Because at first it was like, oh yes, you know, I'm going to give this video to show that you know my appreciation for his fandom. But like at certain point, you know, it's like I'm watching. It's say, like, okay, like she wants him to be a mentor, and she wants him to be a mentor, and and that, and and it become, you started this whole process of like I'm going to like you know find ways to connect and get him to be my mentor which was really cool like sometimes it was kind of overly attached girlfriend territory you know and i wasn't always sure but like you know you're also like you know really a professional person and so everybody who is involved in it was kind of like oh my gosh she's going after what she wants and what she wants is for him to be her mentor and you you picked him and it was a really really cool thing it was a thing that was really like at this point it sort of developed into that which was interesting to watch so anyway, go ahead.
2: Yeah, and and to be f- just to be clear for people who are new to the story, <laughs> I do not have a a crush on John Delancey. John is older than my parents. Um, he has children that are <laughs> older than me. So this was purely a platonic, like you know, you know, I don't. The world is scary. Please mentor me, senpai. Yep. So you know, it was I just want to put idolatry. that out there. Yes,
3: but no, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. Clearing this up right now. It never came across. Like she had a crush on him. Yeah,
2: yeah. People kind of assume that sometimes. Of course I'm just they Like, do. Course. Uh, uh, no, 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 uh, no. Thank you. But I'm- like, I don't, I don't. I'm not into grandpas. No, thank you.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. But that is also one of the things that you would always talk about to me, and, and we would discuss, and empathize with. You. you were saying, "Hey, why is it like I would be a great protege for him? He would be a great mentor for me. Why is this not mm-hmm. happening?" And like, I'd be like, "Like." Because he doesn't want to be accused of being a creep. I mean, like, you know, he's trying to protect himself from that a little bit. That's a little bit what it's going on. Also, his agent is trying to protect him from that. And so, like, that's a dynamic that's going on. Yeah.
2: So, um, you know. So, like, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else happens. Um. Um. It gets to the point where I remember, like, this was the best day, like, up to this yeah. point. Where, so we, like, me and my friend, Um. so this was Equestria LA, so it was, it was walking distance from disneyland people were like going to disneyland staying at this hotel going to disneyland and we had nothing to do sunday i didn't have any panels so we were like let's go to disneyland and then i made my friend come back from disneyland to see john's panel keep in mind (laughs) i've seen like 15 (laughs) versions of john's panel at this point but i was like no we're going to see we're going we're coming back from disneyland to see john's panel and he's just like okay okay so, we go to see John's panel, and John doesn't really or he he never really watched the show like he so people would ask him specific like horse questions, and he's just like, "I don't know, I play discord, <laughs> he's neat, you know, so like he's fine with like the acting questions or like, you know, how did you do this or whatever but like if people are like, so what what do you ship?" And he's just like, "I don't know what I don't speak espanol, so <laughs> you know, um." But anyway, so, in and, and the midst of this, um, so, I like, when he didn't, know, like, what I realized what was happening is when he didn't know the answer to the questions, he would turn to me, and I had to coach him through what to say. <laughs> and I was just, like, it was really weird because, like, there was no, like, 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 conversation about, like, I don't speak horse, can you help me with the horse questions, like, and I'm just like, what? And he and and then like my friends are like, Oh, he knows that you you know he doesn't know shit. And I'm just <laughs> like, Okay. So and like it would come to points where like he just when he was do- also doing the panel, he would just like, you know, look at me and like it's called like when when John doesn't really understand something, he just kinda stares at you. It's like like it's been dubbed the Delancey stare by other people <laughs> that aren't me. <laughs> so like, you know, and it's fine, it's just like a tick. But it was it just like in. yeah, it was just kind of like weird and I didn't expect it but it was also very fun to be like wow he trusts me enough to let me like answer his questions for him and essentially and tell him what to say and tell him what the best ship is and like you know I have the power so I ship one of his discord with one of his one of the other characters Celestia which basically faded out of popularity you know as the series went on but then I tell him to say that and then I was like you know no one can mess with me I have like (laughs) you know I have the earpiece (laughs) Let's see, what else? What other things happened? Um, you know, he would, like, things like, you know, um, over other cons, like, I had to, one time I had to explain who Flash Century was to him backstage one time because, and so Flash Century, for those who don't know, there's a spin-off of My Little Pony called Equestria Girls, where the, the pony characters are altered dimension versions of themselves but in high school, and yep. Flash Century is love interest. And they're human. Important note is they're human. Of Twilight Sparkle, the horse that goes through the portal. So I had to explain this to like a 68-year-old man who doesn't even understand the base base show. So he just like, the more I talked, the more I realized he was more confused and I just kind of gave up. (laughs) So
1: for the best (laughs) yeah
2: you know you know what are you gonna do so it would you know things like that um let's see um you know I still got to help him with questions at future cons things like when I was walking around he'd like he'd say hi to me and I was like oh he likes me so like I remember like one of the cons I went to when I was developing PTSD which is like you know I and I knew if I was around John and like it was relatively chill and I protected myself then you know maybe it would help and I was right it did but like I had to spend like half the time in my, ho- my hotel room just afraid of people and having flashbacks and not knowing what flashbacks are and just like yeah. dying essentially so that was that was that was not fun but like it's it's always good to see like one of the, the things I miss about all this stuff going on now is I miss going to conventions because you see the physical side of people enjoying your content when they come and find you and they talk about how much like you know it helped them do this or that and you realize like you're doing something that's important versus just like making videos on the internet for funsies which is both so but because i don't have that personal like like i don't have like you know 17 year old girls coming and being like oh my god you're the you're the shit you know it just, it feels, it y- y- the dissidence is more reasonable, right, yeah. I guess, so. No, no,
3: it's not as real. No, it's true.
2: Yeah. So anyway, um, and then I remembered, like, he was confirmed for one convention that I didn't want to go to, but then I was like, you know what, I'll just do it anyway, whatever. I'm going to move to LA. Maybe this is the one that I can just sit him down and, and talk about, like, how I'm going to move and, like can he help me do, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have bad PTSD. I'm moving very far away from my parents. Please be my new dad, John Delancey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that, that went okay-ish. That was the first, like, the first notable, because that was when I was bending with, um, with Lauren's friend Chrissy, and I, that was the first time I was, like, I had KP stuff. So, like, we had posters with, like, Discord and KP, and then we had like Discord and or KP and John Pony, and you know, stuff like that. So people would buy it, buy my stuff, and then they go get him to sign it. And then so he would get like a bigger fluctuation of KP stuff than normal out of smaller conventions. So he'd like start to fuck with people a little bit. So, like, things <laughs> like you know, someone said, Oh, guess where I got this from? And he just like rolls his eyes like jokingly and signs it, you know, stuff like that. Um, someone told me a story about, I guess I signed a Minecraft sword sometime, like, Huh, you know, like, five years ago. Sure. And they tracked down, I don't think I, you know the story, well, you might know the story, Joe. And they tracked down John, and they're like, sign next to KP. Or, like, you know who this is? And he's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> sign next to her. And then he's like, okay. And then he signs over my signature. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um... I go to his panel. Um, I go to his poetry panel the first night because, like, I haven't seen him before at this last com. This was, I think, 2017 ish. And you know, I like, you know, I like you could I could tell he recognized me, which was nice. And like, I I I I waited for him. I was like, you remember me? Because it's hard for him to. It's hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he's just like, of course I do, and I'm like. <sighs> So, you know, that, like, filled my little KP heart up. But, um, and I was just like, can I give you a hug? And he's like, sure. Aww. Like, sure. <laughs> like, tired, but, like, I'll do it anyway for you. And I'm like, I love you too, senpai. So, you know, um, that was starting to see, like, a, like a, a general recipro- reciprocation, which is hard because these are social relationships that you can't plan. Like, I was afraid that at some point he'd be like, who is this who is this child? And like, I don't want her around. And why is she going to all of my panels all the time? I don't. I'm confused. So, but that never happened. There were points where he like, you know, one time, um, there was a convention that I will not name. But um, <laughs> I heard from staff that that they asked because they were ill informed. They asked John if I should be banned from the con when the con was starting. Like, I already flew in and everything. And John's like and they all also already cleared it with his agent and his agent was like yeah Rachel's fine and so he's like oh i mean i like and i was like what did he say and i'm just like well you're still here aren't you and i'm just <laughs> like oh he does love me <laughs> so like things like that um things like you know signing stuff like discord stuff and he would see my signature on it too you know but that is the current dynamic um generally right now so it's been Long story short, it's been a very, like, I don't know how long I've been talking. Um, I've been talking for an hour and a half. Okay. Almost. So long story short, <laughs> um, it's been very, very, very emotionally draining. Um, There's been points where, like, so eventually John saw it from Twitter, and it was just, like, some random Twitterer without, like, even a profile picture it was, like, did you, like, poorly typed? like did you see this this thing from from KP and he's just like well that was neat and that was basically all i got but it was enough it was enough because i finally got confirmation and i was so like i get i would get mad because like up to like three cons like you would say like oh someone tweeted me this thing with discord and and it had porn in it and i'm just like wait what and i had to think about it and someone had tweeted him a um, PMV, so basically the clips from the show edited to a song um, um, from the Avenue Q. Um, so Avenue Q is a musical, So, um, but they redubbed the, the song with pony clips, and the song was The Internet is for Porn. Oh so he, he watched that, oh, wow. and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, I, I made this thing, it took forever, but oh. you're watching, like, this stuff... That other people were, like, I I don't understand. I just, you know. So it would be, like, things like that, and, you know, it'd be hard, like, when I would tweet at him, it would be hard to tell if he, like, recognized my handle, and sometimes I was pretty sure he did when he would tweet, like, several times back, and other times he, I wasn't sure. Like, I think my favorite time is when I saw Coco, and I... There, before Coco, there's a frozen. There's a frozen short. I think frozen. Yeah, th- yep. yeah. What, frozen yeah fe- the thir-
1: the thirty minute frozen short? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> what's it called? Like frozen. frozen F- 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 like- it Olaf's frozen, frozen
1: adventure. Oh, like okay,
2: okay, whatever. So, you know, and he plays one of the characters that's near the beginning of that short. And I didn't. I like. I'm. This is my party trick that I can spot voice actors, just like because I. I. I memorize their tones, and then I can spot them and name them like on site. And I'm sure Lauren has like a similar skill. I imagine. Oh hi, so. Corey Burton. Oh hi. So um I Yeah, when you when you when you love cartoons this much, then you have problems. Like I I remember when we were at Star Wars Land, like Jim Cummings does the voice of a like robot, and we were just like, oh look, well, hey Jim Cummings, and like we both recognized it. <laughs> we can name the voice after <laughs> because we're nerds and we're sad. But anyway, um, but I could. I thought it was John Lithgow for some reason, the guy who played Farquaad in Shrek. Like he's a mm-hmm. he's my. Yeah, I think he's a Monty Python alumni. Yeah, and he's also and, uh,
3: he also played uh, Winston Churchill in uh, the The Crown.
2: Okay, mm. so like overly good guy, and so you know, and that's what I like. I even told my mom, it's like, oh, I think that's the guy from Shrek, and then <laughs> I was, just, and then my friend, like, I was just like. I was talking, I think I was talking about Coco or something on Twitter and someone's like, did you see, did you hear John in this frozen short? And I'm just like, John Lifgau?" And then he's like, no, you idiot. John Delancey. And I'm like, that's not John Delancey. And, um, and then I checked the, the credits of the short and I'm like, Oh, and then I was like, and then, so we're tagging John in this conversation, essentially. And he, doesn't really respond that often so i'm not really worried about it you know but this time he did and he was just like yep that was me and i'm just like okay i'm done i'm 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 quitting the internet that's that's it it's over so things like that like i don't know it's things it's also things like i made a stupid animation called like so john likes very he's very atheist he's very like science is key and you know like that kind of stuff. So a lot of times on his on his social media he'll post like sciency things and things I particularly don't care about, but <laughs> I get why they're important to him. And so I made so like there were there was a point that all he would tweet about was or all he would talk about is space. And I'm just like okay. So I made this stupid short about like we 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 sync John up to the space sound effect thing from Portal mm-hmm. and I was just like He would just be like space, space, space. He'd be like sliding in the screen as I was. Uh, uh, I love space, uh.
1: space, space.
2: space. I was drawing. I don't think I don't know if you've seen this one, Lauren, but I can link you after. And so, like you know, I tweeted that to him. I'm like, these are the things I was talking about earlier. I'm paranoid that like, oh my god, like, what if I hurt his feelings? What if he doesn't want to talk to me after this ever again because he talked about space and I made a joke about it? (laughs) So, you know, like it's things like that. And even like more recently, we tried to. Get him to do a thing like professionally, and went through like the professional networks, and like that didn't work because agents in Hollywood are mean, so um but like it's just it's just such an exhausted effort because I don't regret it um at the end of the day, and I'm glad like he saw the video at the end of the day. I'm glad you know he likes me, I'm glad he makes funny faces at me sometimes when he sees me. You know, all that stuff. But at the same time, like, shit, man, this took a lot of work. <laughs> like, this shouldn't have been this hard. Like, it's still really hard. And I don't even th- i don't even know if he, th- if he knows I'm in L.A. yet. But, like, you know, it's just, it will probably just be another con where I'm vending and people like, oh, my God, KP's here. Oh, my God, John Delansky is here. And then he'll hear, like, oh, John Delansky, did you know KP is here? She's in the vendor hall. And then people will say that. Ten times, and then we'll be like, "Fine, fuck it. I'll go say hi to KP in the vendor hall because people <laughs> won't shut the fuck up." And then, like, his Star Trek buddies are just like, "I don't, I don't know what's going on." Like, yeah. so you know, so it's it's just things like that. So it's you know, it's it's kind of a tricky road because like over the last year or two, I've kind of. Formed from the pony person to like a more professional like we are consistently doing stuff with industry talent we are involving them in the process right you know we're doing original stuff so you know but i want to be seen as kp the professional not kp the stupid fangirl that you know yeah. not maybe stupid but kp the over eccentric fangirl that you know just 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 keeps on talking to me all the time so I don't know. That's that's that is the end of the story. Joe, do you want to add anything, and then <laughs> Lauren can talk about like a couple of things, and then that that's the, that's it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, you know, it is it is one of those things. I mean, you know, you're you're, you're the you talk you know, but the, so the, you kind of asked the question about like, you know, should we meet our heroes? And I think the thing is that you know the reason we ask that question is because we our heroes are our heroes because we get something from them. The reason we're disappointed when we meet our heroes is that you know we want our heroes to be something for us other than you know just human beings you know we want mm-hmm. them to be our mentors we want them to be someone we can look up to somebody who can actually you know uh, you know be either a father figure or a hero or a someone who's able to say oh i can be better you know tell us that we can be better and help us along our journey to being better people and um at the end of the day, they are human beings, and they aren't. They don't exist for our needs. They exist for themselves, and they 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 aren't bigger than human. They're 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 just humans. And you know the the you know uh, it's you know your, your heroic efforts to sort of like say hey like let's get John Delancey to be my you know my mentor. You know we're very long and very hard, and you know it's one of those things where you know. Uh, People who are, you know, people who are in different sort of classes in society, like, you know, super in entertainment, you know, professional doesn't often, you know, the people don't often, you know, become really super friends with people who are, you know, in a different sort of class in society. And that's, you know, sort of the way it normally works. And you spend a lot of time trying to break through that. And that's great. Um, it's also not terribly surprising. Like, it could have gone either way. And, you know, it, it's not gone that way right now. I think that one of your, you know, uh, you're taking that and saying, okay, I'm going to be a professional. Like, I wanted to get his help to be a professional. I wanted him to be a mentor of that, but I saw I can do that on my own. And then when I do get there, perhaps we can have a, a professional relationship as equals. I think is a great thing. And that's very healthy and very constructive to do that. And, you <laughs> know, and John Delancey being, you know, having him as your hero and inspiration from afar was a valuable part in that, you being able to do that. And it would have been great if you have been able to break through that ceiling uh, so he could be, have been the mentor for that. But um, it's also going to be great when, if you ever uh, get to be have a relationship with him as equals, and even if you never do, it's great that you were able to do this on your own. And, you know, that's, 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 that's the way it works sometimes, and your journey was not, your journey was inspiring and exciting and cool even though it didn't turn out quite the way you wanted. And so I was glad to be able to sort of watch this and see you grow as a part of this whole process. Uh, I feel very privileged about that, to have gotten to, to watch you grow and develop and become someone who is a very strong, mature, um, loving, caring uh, person uh, uh, as, as, you, as you, you always had that in you and seeing you develop into that. And starting this podcast, even, uh, something I very much you know, appreciate and admire.
2: Yay, compliments. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm good at that. I, I, can, I can I can, do this all day. Don't ask me to, because it's, like, after midnight now, uh, so it's the next day. I'm, but I can do this all day.
2: Before Lauren takes it away, which is, summer, like, um, a couple of much shorter stories than that, essentially. But I think at the end of the day, like, like there are two things to take away. That, A, these are people, too. So, like, they... Joe's right. They don't exist for your needs. They are forgetful. They, you know, if they're at a convention, they are do a job, which is to sign autographs and meet the people that are paying to see them. And, you know, that's it. And it will just depend on the individual if they want to do things like hang out at the bar afterwards or hide out in their hotel room until they (laughs) are needed for another thing or take old man naps. All of those things. Like, I think it would have been a much harder thing for me if I didn't realize that like he, he, yeah. he is actively not doing this thing on purpose um. but at the same token he is not actively trying to understand that much either which is, is frustrating too because like I'm like he's old what else is he doing you know he's just like all he do- Like all the old Star track actors do is just like conventions unless you're Patrick Stewart and then you get to do whatever <laughs> the, the hell you want um. you know essentially but like you know like and like i think I think the um Jonathan Franks, who plays Riker, like the only thing that he's like he directs now, and the only thing he got noticed for in the last couple of years was um that that stupid meme where um that that's fiction that's false, you know whatever huh. so like things like that and you know, I think if John was not an actor and he had a different part of the the process where he was a writer, he was a producer, he was not someone who is, you know, privy to the public just kind of being weird about them, especially, like, in, in Star Trek where that is a thing that happens a lot, you know, I think the story would have been much different. And, like, you know, I think if it was a Canadian actor, which most of the cast of Pony are Canadian, and they are not like up to Star Trek levels of dealing with people, then I think, as well, it would have turned out differently. You know, I have, you know, a lot of good relationships from from with professionals that have worked on the Pony Show. Um, you know that just be, because they're not actors, they're it's it's easier not not accessible is the is the right word, but you know they're 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 not as protective with um with themselves because they're you know, they, they generally trust people. Shout out to Nicole uh DuBloc, she's she's <laughs> the best. You know, like thing like other things like, you know, like I've I've babysitted Nick Confluence children before several times, who was a writer on Pony and he you know, and wrote some Discord episodes and like um Mitch orison like sometimes if he cares, we'll go get drinks and he's bought me drinks before and like we'll hang out, you know. Like it's just it's just It's just like aggravating, and I and I and it's frustrating. And like I think at the end of the day, I haven't totally given up. Like I think it's in his, it's in his capabilities. If we sit down and have a conversation and be like, okay, like maybe like there is a project that you know I can pay him for or something like that, or maybe there's something he wants to do that involves someone who knows how to internet because he does not how know how to internet very well. (laughs) Um, But I'm also not dependent on. This this relationship to to reach my professional goals, which is I think a really important distinction. And you know, like it's at this point, like as soon as COVID's over, you know, like he does a lot of cons. I I'm doing a lot of non pony cons. Like doing a con that we're both at is probably inevitable. Like what I've described is probably inevitable because that's how it always happens. And you know, like whatever you know, I'll I guess it will happen when. It will happen until unless he dies first. So, you know. <laughs> oh. Knock on wood, that Shush, doesn't
3: happen.
1: Don't say that.
2: <laughs> Knock on wood. Don't get COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> okay. But yeah. You want to talk about Butch Warren? Like a very small tidbit? <laughs> um, I can talk a little bit.
1: Let's just touch on a little bit, but mostly to just uh, embellish on the points that, uh, or not embellish, but uh, to accentuate the points that uh, uh you guys had, uh. guys have pointed out earlier yes don't forget that whoever you look up to whoever you admire whoever you see as a personal hero yeah don't don't forget that they are people they are not perfect they are not here for you they're they're here to exist (laughs) for themselves and to better themselves as well and if they happen to better your life too then that's awesome but just make sure you always respect Always respect other people, but also at the same time, don't put them on a high pedestal Yeah, because this is where you set yourself up for disappointment. Disappointment is rooted in your expectation of something being better than than what you got. Mm-hmm. And if you're expecting, you know, the, the greatest experience you're expecting to be best friends with somebody, sometimes, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you can. But in the instances that it doesn't happen, don't be disappointed. You can still admire somebody and what and appreciate you know some, something that they brought to your life um but don't don't put them up on a pedestal uh because it's you don't want you don't want to be disappointed in that respect and plus it's also again treating them like they are people they are not immortal they're not gods they are people mm-hmm. and it's totally fine to admire them and to respect them and revere them for what for for how important they are to you um, and that's why it's like, uh, you know, with all of these people that, uh, that are in the industry and creators and artists. And I mean, everybody has, you know, they can, you know, they can have their own personality. They can have their own opinions about things. And, um, and it's up to you if you let that, you know, affect your judgment of them, I guess you could say, um, and your perception of them, but just, uh, I guess it comes down to whenever you meet somebody like that, uh, yeah, just be respectful, and um, because at the end of the day, it's just like with John Delancey. He's he's a guy. He's a normal guy. You <laughs> know, he goes around with an agent at conventions, but he's still a normal guy, <laughs> and and
3: uh, as normal as an actor gets.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like uh, yeah, it's just a, never forget the humanity, and the that everybody's flaws and that's okay. We all have flaws. And don't don't ever forget that, you know, your heroes are not, you know, the most perfect people, but they are perfect to you as long as you can see, you know, they're perfect in their human way. And I know this sounds like a little bit more of a sappy ramble, but except for <laughs> except for Kim. And then
2: and then Joe says, "But Jesus is the perfect hero. He never messed <laughs> up." And I'm just hey. like uh,
3: Jesus was but God. Jesus. And so God can be perfect. And that's Okay, since you gave me that opening, you have nobody to blame but yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've opened the floodgates! Just, I will just welcome say, to the fish. As, as we're, the religious we're a Christian not in the podcast, room. now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're the good Christian podcast. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll leave. I'll leave it. I will. I won't do that to you. I won't do that to your listeners. <laughs> if you want lots of religious philosophizing, you can uh, go to my podcast, uh, The Overthinkers, which you can find on iTunes and all of the places where me and my friend Nathan Clarkson talk about culture, art, and faith and philosophy and have lots of fun. And also we do it in usually under an hour. So that's cool, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I see how it is.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. A <laughs> little shade. little shame. This is Joe Rogan levels of, of, of length and discussion here. This is, a, this is real content you guys got over here.
2: Top quality content. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll I add... Guess- Go oh go huh. ahead, Lauren. Oh sorry, no
3: no you
1: go you go keepy
2: Okay, the other thing I'll add too, and then I, I remembered one one other tidbit of the of the John Chronicles that I'll add um after this. And then if Lauren you have anything more to say, then we can we can talk about that. But um the other thing too is when you meet someone at a convention, especially someone that is doing a job at a convention, so if they're signing autographs, if they're taking pictures, if they're doing panels, if they're vending 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 too. like you know realize that they might be tired because they have been working eight to 12 hours a day for like three consecutive days Mm -hmm. so i hear horror stories and like i always something that keeps me up late at night is when people like they might have a negative experience with with me because i'm like you know at that point i am a i am a bet i am a baby i um and, and I am a princess, and I don't do well with a lot of things, including, <laughs> like, conventions are the only time I will ever work that hard because, I mean, like, <laughs> even though it's hard, I enjoy the work. But, other like, I, you will not catch me working, like, 8 to 12 to 15-hour days consecutively at any other capacity unless it's some kind of creative capacity. But, like, you know, I have pretty bad trauma. I have flashbacks. I get sore. My hand is gets bruised from doing from drawing that that much. Plus, like, if I'm doing panels, like, you know, I have to eat at my booth. And, like, I remember one BronyCon someone gave me a box of Cheez-Its because I couldn't leave my booth. And that was, Aww. like, my lunch. And someone was just like, how much for that box of Cheez-Its? And I'm just like, you, you ain't getting the Cheez-Its they mind. So, you know, regardless, like, so this goes to, like, anyone who is working at a convention, too. Like, you know, your interaction with people might be very brief, but understand if it might, if it's not the perfect interaction, we don't do it on purpose. We're We're just tired and cranky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're, if you're, if you catch us on a better day or say, like, hey, KP, I saw you at this con and, like, I asked you to do this thing and then you forgot, like, I will like give like, you know, I'll be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm a horrible person, like, like, let me give you a Twitter shout out, it's just like, when you catch us on better, at better times, then, you know, we'll be, we'll be better, but, you know, it's like a, you know, you're like a fucking Disney princess, like, some sometimes I'm just like, I can't, I can't smile anymore, my cheeks hurt, I'm gonna die, so, (laughs) you know. And I, if I'm grumpy, I will show it. And John, especially if he's grumpy, in general, um, he will show it. And he, when he's grumpy, John, he's very scary. Um, <laughs> one time I heard he got drunk um, at one of the cons, and like he was, there was an Uber driver there, and he got really mad at the Uber driver because the Uber, not to get political, but the Uber driver is was a Trumper, and he <laughs> is not. And he yelled at him a lot. And I wish I was there to see this. So, (laughs) but I was not. Alas. Oh, wow. But yeah, like, keep that in mind. Because I I personally feel bad a lot of the times between that and people not really understanding, like, what, what, like, understanding me as a person. More they just, like, hear things or hear what what other things says and, you know, whatever. So I, you know, I don't know, like. We don't mean to do this and we are sorry but like i really like that's the worst the worst part of conventions is like if there's someone who you like you never know who you might disappoint and then they talk about it on twitter later and i'm just like i'm sorry i'm sorry i had to go get lunch i love you so you know um and the other quick story i have real quick is um i think in between like the three cons and the one in california Um, There was another time where I won't go into too many details, but um, John was pretty sick at this con for the whole consecutive time, and I was, like, this is maybe, like, a month or two after, like, I got confirmation he saw the video, and I had planned, um, so my new video called, or at the time, um, a different perspective where we take Discord as a character and this animation, and we, like, make a little episode about it and you can go watch it if you want. It's neat. I like it. But it was premiering at this con and with the hopes of John like going and seeing it and being like you know, being like that's neat. Rachel you get a gold star and I'm like, "Yay." <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of the attention going in plus the whole um the whole um words are hard. Plus the whole video thing you know i'm just like okay now that he's seen the video like he has to get it at this point like i don't know what else to do so he like that was another instance where you know his but his he had a schedule conflict and his agent was like re, and john's like no this is important i'll 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 get it and then and then that's how he watched perspective and then i got a card in the mail that said john liked your video a smiley face and i'm just like yay so You know, you're still understanding that these people are human, but, like, John will still do things to my benefit, essentially, a lot of the time. And that makes me feel warm and fuzzy, and it gives me hope that, like, maybe one day we can have that professional relationship. But, like, you know, like, that was very out of his way to do. Um, There was another thing. There's another thing in there that I was gonna say that I forgot. Um... No, I think I think that was it. So yeah, he's he's relatively pretty cool, but I wish I wish there were more. You Joe, you remember when I told you that story, right? Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent.
3: No, that's, again, that's that's one of those one of those stories about like that. That's you know, success. Like oh, you he got to see something that you made, and that was really that really made you very really happy, and it was really great. It was great that that got to happen.
2: Yeah, and to let it to have it affect mm-hmm. like another decision early oh, yeah. on, and it was, and then it was like you know, some someone had the thumbnail from the video that they they wanted to get signed by by both of us. And so she like things like she told me like the girl that got it told me it's like, Oh, I, I gave to John and he said, Aw and I'm just like, he really does love me after all. Aw. So, you know. And like there's 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 posters of like someone made a space pirate print and then we both signed it and, you know, like stupid stuff like that so i wish things would happen faster but at the same time there's worse people to pick for heroes you know unless they're just like a a general like me too asshole (laughs) uh, grade a asshole then the majority of people are relatively nice just like try not to have too many expectations and if you want to work with them professionally like know how that works too like they, there's 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 a union that, that that's a thing and a lot of people can't do non-union things and you know like you can't make your fan fiction into an episode of something that someone works on because like you have to be in the union to even do that that's not how it works so oh, you know
3: that was the problem
2: okay yeah i'm sorry we can't we can't <laughs> we can't can't do it so you know that's 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 a whole different ball game essentially but you know, for advice, and especially social media is a good way to feel people out if they respond to you. And there was even a question earlier, mm-hmm. um, I got earlier this week, where someone was like, Man, KP, do you have any advice? I made these this fan art for these YouTubers, and they won't notice me. And I'm like, dude. Um, so I think the problem there is that you made this fan art because you wanted to be noticed, not because yeah. you did it for the sake of doing it. And creators can smell that, you yeah. know, and you know it's it, it's almost disingenuous because you're you want you want something in return for your efforts and it like then you get disappointed when things don't happen and you know i think that's that's the key is that you got to make sure that you have healthy expectations with all this stuff and you're not doing anything for attention they just kind of happen to be there and you ask them about it and then you know it's hard trust me i, I like i know it's so hard like i had one time Okay, we should, I should stop talking. I've been talking for too long. But one time, I'll keep it short. One time I went with Mono, who was my friend, and we went to a panel, and Lauren Foss was there, and there was only like 40 people. And so Lauren was like eating, co- drinking coffee and eating donuts, and Kat was like, oh, I'm scared. And I'm just like, should I say something to her? And I'm like, Mono, if anyone understands about meeting Senpai... It's me, but you. Huh. I can hope you. Got this, and then I did, and then everything was ha- happy. Okay, is is that the podcast? Did we do it?
3: Sounds good to me.
1: <laughs> I think we did. it. Yeah. So, have
3: anything to add more?
1: Uh, I guess my own very very. I'm I'm gonna try to keep it really brief. Like for instance, I, I like as KP brought up, you know, in what we have kind of sort of mentioned in previous podcasts is uh I have worked with uh, Butch Hartman in the past and uh and everyone goes ooh whatever (laughs) honestly it's like after having known him and worked with him where he has spent pretty much full days in the office with me and my team uh pretty much being our mentor and being our like a creative consultant um he has been nothing but gracious and nothing but nothing but kind and extremely helpful and very wise and so he has a lot of wisdom that um to impart upon people who will listen. So it's like, uh, and at the same time, he is also just totally chill, totally normal. It's just like, it, so after having personally known him and worked with him, it's it was funny because I remember, I, I think maybe I've shared the story on how I initially met him on the podcast. Maybe, I can't remember. Uh, briefly on that, uh, I again, I'll keep this short. <laughs> um, was um <laughs> was in um school
2: and eventually children it's
1: it was in twenty seventeen i was at the Nickelodeon animation lot uh at the studio in in Burbank so uh not uh, you know it's you know n- n- yeah, you know, for the locals, y'all know, y'all know where I'm talking about. By the water sanitation plant, anyway. <laughs> um, it's a big water sanitation plant, too. The big, yep. And by the Holiday Inn's. anyway. <laughs> um, two Holiday Inns. The two, yes. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I was on the lot visiting with friends uh earlier that day, and right as I'm leaving the lot, I see this guy. He's uh, he's got his back turned to me, and he's um waving these people off as they're entering the elevator at the parking structure that they have there and so I'm crossing the courtyard and I see this happening and as the door closes I see this guy whip around and immediately I'm like if a whip around could smack me to the ground it was that moment right there when I'm just struck by immediately going you're Butch Hartman (laughs) (laughs) and he was totally totally chill and he's like yeah that yeah that's me. He's like, What's your name? And so he immediately just like warmed up to me and extended his hand for a handshake. I introduced myself, we talked for a couple of minutes in the courtyard and uh and I remember we took a selfie. I don't know if we'll put it up in this in in, in this podcast, but uh at some point maybe I'll just it's somewhere in my Twitter. I might as well share it again at some point, I guess um but that was it was, I remember that day uh as we were about to leave. I said, you know, one of these days I'd love to, you know, I'd love to work with, you know, work at Nickelodeon or something like that, and, um, you know, and I hope we get to have the chance to talk again. And he's like, yeah, he's like, well, you know what? Who knows? Maybe we'll work to- I hope we get to work together someday. And we left it off at that. Little did I know <laughs> um, that basically two years, like two and a half years after that moment, is when I, is when he walked into my offices, and, uh, and we, and we reconnected, and so it was, uh, so I thought that was really cool, uh, that he came in to even help us, and so, um, and again, I was, I was almost, like, back to the jitters of, oh gosh, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's Butch Hartman, and I'm, like, you know, grown up with his work, and love his art style, and I'm just, like, what do I do, and then him being totally normal human it was just like okay (laughs) i can like this is fine he's chill and we are talking star wars for several hours uh (laughs) while he's sitting there you know doodling notes for us and and everything and so um yeah so i mean it's like so everybody's experience is different with meeting people that you may look up to and um but just yeah again it comes back to never forget that they're people and so uh so in the end yeah and sometimes like KP said you may catch them on a bad day if you first meet them don't let that first impression be the one that ruins it for you uh just kind of feel them out if you can on social media just kind of feel out how they are in interactions but uh but at least out of my personal experience just be yourself be nice be courteous and uh and just uh, and don't don't be afraid of them because you know they're just they're people and they want to be able to interact with you like you're both people. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Yeah. I yeah. guess that's my, my story. Cool. So, so follow-up question, Joe. All right, when am I going to be on your podcast? Oh,
3: gosh. I would never have you on my podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. well, um, <yeah>, let's, <laughs> let's figure it out. Let's talk, let's talk about it at some point. Like, again, we're, we're trying to do these, uh, you know, as she's talking about, as I said, have a podcast, The Overthinkers. Um, and we talk about various, you know, have different topics each time. And so, yeah, let's figure out a, a time that, uh, you might, uh, we might be able to have a topic to talk about, uh, discuss a okay. topic to talk about. follow and then up. Well, uh, follow maybe, up. and, uh, we'll have my people call your people. We'll do lunch.
2: So follow up <laughs> question in, in a blunt way. Do people actually listen to your podcast?
3: Um, yes. Uh, so far we've had, had, uh, uh more than a thousand downloads so far. So, oh, okay, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of that has been cross promotional because we've been able to get some really good guests on and and get some promotion with some, uh, some not insignificant podcasters. Since we've got even, some oh, more, some okay,
2: more. wow, I'm gonna steal those people from you. Probably. Oh, as
3: please do, please. You know, let's let's spread the spread the love around. Um, so <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, if, definitely. If
2: you're new, if you're new and one of Joe's friends and don't know who I am, <laughs> so um. I am I am Rachel or KP. I have a YouTube channel called I Love Kim Possible a Lot. I know it's 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 a bad name. I know it, I, I've been told. It rolls off the tongue. If you like, if you if you like this podcast, um, we do new episodes every Wednesday. Um, you, I mean, usually for the most part, so they come out like super early on Wednesday mornings on your favorite podcast provider. I guess whatever SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever the kids are using pod, Podcast Addict, um, <laughs> or whatever. And then if you're lazy, you can watch it on YouTube, <laughs> with, like assets that loop. Um, and so if you don't know what a podcast is, if, then if, you can go there. If you're like
1: my mom, yeah, and, yeah, likes and that's to usually to posted podcasts. at the end of the day on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Make sure you subscribe to I Love Kim Possible. A lot. We're really trying to. Grow the brand a lot, and um, I'm working my butt off to like collab with all these different people. And I'm gonna collect all the people that talk about animation, and they're gonna be like in my little harm, harem, (laughs) harem, and then we're gonna take over the world. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Make then and then
3: and then when you do that, John Delancey will be your friend.
2: (laughs) I just want to play with this dog.
1: It'll take world domination for me to finally be like one of he said.
3: Yes.
2: Okay. Random fact: John Delancey has a dog that's named Zazie, and it's uh, it's, a, it's a kind of, I think it's like a it's a ter- some kind of terrier thing. So it's cute, and I'm just like, can I? I I've made jokes about like I make a dog vlog where I just get to babysit Zazie for one day and then like I have all my like Zazie's in the front seat of my car and then all my friends are just like crumbled up in the back seat because they don't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Lauren tied to the top of the roof. You know it's fine. <laughs> 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 just like woo car ride. Ah! <laughs>
4: That's um
2: yeah. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the KP podcast or at I love KP a lot or at the Abby roadie or at Joe. What's your Twitter? Yeah.
3: You can follow Joe me on Twitter. Twitter guy. At, you can follow me on Twitter at normal guy eight. You can follow me on Instagram at Holmes five nine Oh five. You can uh, go to my website at studios.com And of course uh, go to the overthinkers um, uh, website, the overthinkersjournal.com or just search for the overthinkers on itunes it's all there and love to have you
2: okay yeah i think i think we're good so um yeah thanks everyone for listening thank you if you're new we have tons of episodes archived at this point so i think 20 so please catch up they're good i promise (laughs) and if you're not new then thanks for listening again
3: thank you again joe for joining us oh thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed it. do you have a (laughs) send-off line
2: a send-off line no we just tell people to like Like
3: go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Or depending on when you're listening to this, go have breakfast.
2: (laughs) So if you if you see John DeLancey at a con, like tell him that you listen to KP's podcast and then you can and and then he should be a guest on the
3: podcast.
2: Yeah, you know, and then he'll be like Oh my God, she just won't like. <laughs> one of these days, I'm gonna make a series where it's just like a millennial likes this old school actor, and then yeah, exactly. like the old school, like the old school, like like Juilliard actor has to deal with this millennial because he, has to, like, yeah. even though he, if they think they're annoying, they if have safe face. Series.
3: It'll be great. You know, don't
2: steal my idea. Like the two of you that are listening to that, that's a it's a good idea. But anyway, awesome. Okay, bye guys. See you next time. Meet. Bye!
0: Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify or your favourite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those 5 stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler and you have been listening to Animation Communication.